0: Let's talk about unpacking normal sleep, and you would think that uh, sleeping for eight hours is the norm, but the problem is, and you know this, as we get into our jobs, we do shift work, we work overtime, we've got children, sometimes eight hours is absolutely impossible, so let's have a look at sleep. Normal sleep and also abnormal sleep as well. Joining us is Restonic Sleep Thera- Specialist, Dr. Alison Bentley. Dr. Alison Bentley, good morning and welcome to 702. Morning. So, morning. what is normal sleep? What's the definition? Is it just eight hours?
1: Well, you know, that's the kind of what's quoted at you all the time, is that it must, if you don't get eight hours and you don't get it like this and you don't get it like this, then it's not normal. Well, eight, eight, seven to eight hours is not the normal, it's the average and so, so there's a normal range of normal, if that makes sense. I mean, we, we, we don't, it doesn't take long for us to figure out that as human beings, we're not the same. You know, that some of us are larger and some of us are smaller and we don't look the same. And so you kind of got to go with, well, why is sleep just this one number that, that everybody keeps quoting? So seven to eight hours is the average. If you do a poll across the country, you'll find that the majority of people do sleep seven to eight hours. But there's a bunch of people who sleep less and people who need more than that. So normal sleep is better defined as the amount of sleep you get that allows you to have good daytime function. Because that, after all, is the reason why we sleep, is to, yeah. so we function well.
0: Interesting, that. It's interesting. I'm looking at some of the facts here. Leonardo da Vinci slept one and a half to two hours a day, taking 20-minute naps Mm. for every four hours. We've got Elon Musk says he likes getting around six to six and a half hours of sleep per night. Uh, Apparently, Albert Einstein used to sleep for at least 10 hours per day with power naps in between. That's maybe why he was Mm. so clever. You're right. It just depends on the individual. But it can be unhealthy, I suppose, if you are Leonardo da Vinci and you're a half to two hours a day of sleep. That can't be healthy.
1: Well, I think there's there's a limit. I think that's probably a little too little. Um, But as a creative person, often creative people want to be a little sleep deprived because it gives them better creativity. It doesn't necessarily make them more productive. Um, But the, the, the amount of sleep that you're kind of genetically defined to get, and, and that's what we're talking about here, is that an amount that is in your genes, if that makes sense, you can't get more than that. So, if you get that amount and you function well during the day, then, then that, that has to be enough in that you can't create a seven-hour sleep out of somebody who's genetically designed to get five. Mm. It's just not going to happen. And I think the important thing is that that we have a number of people who think that they have insomnia just because they have five hours of sleep, let's say. Um, They don't know why they feel worried because they actually function well during the day. And we've kind of got to say to them, you know, relax, you're probably getting enough sleep. This is not the same as those people who sleep four hours a night during the week because, as you mentioned, because of work pressure, things like that. And then when it gets to the weekend, they sleep for nine hours on Friday and Saturday night. That's
0: That's not the same thing at all. That's interesting. And I actually want to talk about that. Can you catch up on sleep? Because I'm sleep-deprived all the time. We do these shifts at seven two. We do these morning shifts. And then you get to the weekend and you're like, well, hello, Saturday morning. I'm going to sleep.
1: Can you catch up? Mm. Well, you can catch up on a small amount. So, I mean, if you... Um, so if you just just do the arithmetic, if you need um, six hours of sleep and you're getting five hours every night during the week, then you're kind of five hours short when it comes to the to the weekend and you may be able to catch that up two hours extra on Friday, Saturday nights and you should be good. But if you're really, really short and kind of two or three hours short a night, then when it gets to the weekend, there just isn't enough time to catch up that amount of sleep. Having said that, there there certainly is a view that you don't need to catch up hour for hour because when you do catch up and even when you shorten your sleep, your sleep becomes more efficient. And so you have more of that deep restful sleep um, as a percentage of of the hours that you sleep. But you you can catch up but not, you know, you can't catch up for a month of bad nights of sleep. There just isn't enough time to do that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. All right, types of sleep. You talk about that REM sleep, that rapid eye movement. Mm. Do you have to get a couple of hours of that per night? Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, you do. So every night you should be getting um, the REM sleep, which is usually about 20% of your night, and then the other deep sleep or slow-wave sleep, which is also another 20% of your night. The rest is kind of light filler sleep. We're not quite sure of what its function is, Um, but, but yeah, you do need to get all kinds of sleep during the night.
0: That is so interesting, so different types of sleep because you get those who are dead to the world and you can basically set a bomb off next to them and they carry on sleeping. Mm. And then you get those who are a little bit different. They're light, they're in and out. Sometimes they're up during the night. I suppose it just does vary on the type of human being or the type of personality even.
1: Well, I don't know if it's a personality, but it's it's what we would call, so everybody has a kind of um, arousal threshold at night. So that when you're asleep, um, if you have a low threshold, then anything's going to wake you up—a noise—and um, so you would you would call yourself a light sleeper. If you have a very high arousal threshold, then you're going to be one of those sleepers that you know nothing nothing wakes you. And it's really important, for example, in sleep disorders, um, because the for people with very light, very low arousal thresholds much more likely to get insomnia because they wake up. It's difficult for them to have this deep kind of conk out sleep, you know, you kind of like sleep and nothing wakes you, it's difficult for them to get that sleep.
0: When you dream, though, and you dream, is it because you're in a deep sleep? What is dreaming? Is it, is it your mind just being overactive?
1: Well, it's actually our mind being released, in a sense. So we, it happens mainly, so the very vivid, bizarre dreams happen during REM sleep, um, so towards the end of the night, we get most of our REM sleep, and... REM sleep is a very interesting sleep in that you are paralyzed during REM sleep. And in a sense, that paralysis allows your brain to just go wild, um, super creative, start banking memories, pulling out other memories, doing whatever it likes because the body can't respond. Um, and if you think about the last dream that you may remember, kind of be grateful that your body didn't respond to that, it didn't get up, Yeah. You didn't get up and run down the road, you know. Um, in fact, there's a sleep there's a disorder that happens in older men in their 70s often where that um, paralysis is not as well controlled um, as it usually is. And so they do get up and act out their dreams. So those are people who will come to me with, like, fractured collarbones or cuts on their forehead because they have been playing rugby in their dream, but actually they tackle the chest of drawers. <laughs> you know, that that okay. kind of thing. So, Dreaming is, dream is is a very unique stage in that the brain can think about what it wants. We think that's where memories are kind of stored yeah. um, or, you know, organized and kind of, I've got this new stuff, I need to put it somewhere, let's check where, which filing cabinet do I need to put it in. So look through all the filing cabinets. That kind of, that kind of concept, yeah, it's a very unique sleep.
0: So that's sleepwalking then, because you get the people who sleepwalk. You'll find them down at the beach during a holiday and you say, What are you doing here? And the person's fast asleep, but they're sleepwalking.
1: So sleepwalking is different. So sleepwalking happens in the other type of sleep. So the slow wave sleep, that's where sleepwalking happens. And usually it's people who have a family history of it, so somebody else in the family. And it appears that when they come out of very deep sleep, so normally. When you come out of a very deep sleep, you come up a little staircase, so a little bit lighter sleep, a little bit lighter, and then you kind of wake up. But if you come from a very deep sleep rapidly out, you can't, they kind of get stuck in a bit of a twilight zone where there's features of being asleep, i.e. they're asleep, features of being awake such as walking. Now you can, you can walk, you can talk, you can go to the fridge and eat, you can do all texting famously, so you can sleep text, you can do all kinds of things in your sleep. Um, that, you're complete, that you're not aware of at all. And uh, very rarely does a sleepwalker or a sleep talker get injured. I mean, they can, obviously, because they can walk around the house. People have been described to get in their car and start driving their car. Ooh, dangerous. And in their sleep. Hmm, yeah, so there are some dangerous things that can be done. Usually, however, it's just wandering around the house, um, you know, waking up somewhere where you didn't go to sleep kind of thing.
0: That's interesting. Um, and
1: that's all it is. And it's not associated with a dream. I mean, I think that's the difference. So if you wake up somebody who's sleepwalking, they're not walking in a dream. Um, they will say to you, no, I'm not doing anything. Well, why are you waking me up? Um, and they have the, if you just take them back to bed, they have no memory of the event at all.
0: Is it dangerous to wake up somebody while they sleep walking? In other words, like suddenly wake them up? Is mm. that whole thing about just be gentle? Don't do that because you can actually damage them.
1: So you can't actually damage them, but, but you can imagine if you go to sleep in one place and wake up in another place, that is to say the least a little disconcerting, you know. that you kind of so it, you, if you're going to wake them up, you wake them up gently. If you have to wake them up best idea is that you just take them by the shoulders and gradually lead them back to bed because they will just carry on sleeping and not have any memory of it the next day.
0: Wow, that is that is fascinating. Now, if you're woken up during that deep REM sleep, and it happens to us shift workers when that alarm Mm. goes off at uh, 3.25 to come and do the breakfast show, you get you shocked, you're absolutely shocked. Is it a bad thing? Should you just lie there and say, right, let's acclimatize to the world, let's just slow down and gently re-enter the atmosphere kind of thing?
1: and that's often a personal thing so there there are people who put, who when they wake up they just get out of bed because because that's the deal i'm the slow emerger type right so i will always put my alarm clock on for 15 or 20 minutes before i actually have to get up because i absolutely want that i need to kind of emerge into into the world and into into my day mm. so again a, a personal thing it's also going to depend on what kind of sleeper you are so the timing of your sleep so if you're a lark um, and that is go to bed early, kind of 9 o'clock, prefer to wake up at 5 in the morning so I can go to gym, but I'm, I'm awake, I'm recharged, I'm good to go, then that's easy to do. If you're an owl like I am, much prefer to go to bed half past 11, 12-ish, much prefer to wake up at 7, half past 7, that's my yeah. kind of natural space to sleep, then waking up in the morning early is, is an absolute nightmare. Really, really hard yeah. to do. So I'm I'm likely to do the night shift, you know. If I was a DJ, I'd be doing the one till two o'clock in the morning, preferentially.
0: <laughs> just different types of people. Let's listen yeah, to a walk. Yeah, and I love it. I, I absolutely love it. My wife gets up throughout the night, she wants to take the dogs for a walk outside and this and eventually I'm like, I need to go to sleep next door because I can't do this anymore. It's just different hmm. types of sleep, that's all.
1: And yeah. hence, hence the hence what is normal sleep, but it's not defined by Hours It's not defined by when you sleep. It's not defined by do you have breaks in the middle of your sleep. It's defined by at the end of the day, you can say, I had enough sleep last night because I managed my day just fine. I could concentrate. I could focus. Um, I could do what I needed to do without feeling tired. Then you kind of have normal sleep.
0: Mm. Oh, interesting. Let's listen to our WhatsApp voice note message.
1: This was happened during men's sleep. Um, so towards the end of the night, mm-hmm. we get the
2: Good morning, 7.02. Um, Fiona here in Four Wow, uh, well, I have a problem with sleeping myself. Um, so I have... Um, I'm actually, like, it's compulsory for me to work night duty at least five days a month. So I have a problem with that, with that because... I don't seem to sleep during the day. I I, I just get anxious and anxious. And I, th- sometimes I can even, like, sleep for 30 minutes. That's it. I, I try, you know, curtains, dark room, um, maybe, like, watch something so that I can fall asleep. But all that, you know, it's futile. Like, I don't sleep, like... But when I'm at work, I want to sleep, you know, so I really don't know what's happening with me. Like, I cannot sleep during the day if I was work, working at night. That's, oh, that's a
0: difficult one, Dr. Alison Bentley. That's a really difficult one. What do you do with that? If you, You've got to regulate your sleep, sleep when you want to sleep and work when you want to work.
1: It is tough. I mean, but but it again speaks to this very strong biology that we have for sleep. So in this lady's situation, it's really obvious that during the night, that is when all of her sleep drive is there and and she can't harness that again during the day. So the the main factor at night that gets us to sleep is melatonin that we make in our brain when it starts getting dark. The other factor, which is called the homeostatic force, and that is basically... The the longer you stay awake, the sleepier you're going to get. Now, if you're a day worker, then those two things both maximize, if you like, at, at, at night. And so they both work at night. But if you're a night shift worker, you kind of depend on the fact that you've been awake a long time during the night. And so when you go home, you can use that force to be able to fall asleep because there's no melatonin. That melatonin has been done even if you're working at night. And so you disconnect these two big forces. Now it sounds like in her that she, ab- she is unable to harness that ex- that force during the day to- in order to be able to sleep. Now it means that it makes her extremely sleep deprived because mm-hmm. if she's not sleeping during the day, then you know when she goes back on shift, she's going to be absolutely, absolutely exhausted. And there's no quick fix for that, unfortunately. You know if 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 that's if that's the way that her sleep works, that she can't she can 't um, sleep during the day then um, then that's really problematic and and I mean honestly she should not be doing night shifts sure um, but i'm but i'm sure you know i'm sure you probably do you are mm-hmm. able to sleep during the day if you if you do get up very early or if you if you work through the night and yeah. i mean night shift work is not for everybody there's no question that there are people who just can't do it and um, and then and I mean so i find it very difficult to nap during the day as well. Okay. Um, and if I do nap, then I find that the next night. So I used to work in the sleep lab at night So yeah. until about 2 in the morning, sleep there, come home, get on with my day. So I'd get about four hours of sleep, get on with my day. And the worst thing that could happen to my sleep is if I lay down with my kids. Okay. get them to sleep at night. <laughs> so if I lay down and I slept just for half an hour. Yeah. This is at 7 o'clock at night if I slept for half an hour. Then I literally had to go from my bed to bed and just sleep. Okay. i like I'd leave everything, just sleep. Because if I got up yeah. and I walked around and I cleaned up stuff and I washed dishes, etc., yeah. by the time I came to bed, I wasn't sleepy anymore,
2: oh, and wow. I couldn't
1: then go back to sleep again. So that's a very pers- that's kind of how my sleep works, and yeah. I knew that you have to know how your sleep works, and it might not be the same as somebody else's. It's you know, interesting, yeah, say, how, it's, yeah. Mm. It's, I'm, I'm it's sorry, a power uh, nap. Yeah. It, it's
0: yeah, It's. so, 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 so d- sort of different. If I think of shift work we do here, so you do the whole morning, you get up to about 12 o'clock. I go home in the afternoons, I have my little power nap. If I don't have my power nap, I feel like the world's coming down on me. My shoulders, the mm. gravity's pushing me down kind of thing. But after that power nap, well, hello there, welcome back
1: world. Yes, exactly if you can power nap, and that's hugely important because you do need to be able to power nap. Uh, for example, I find that a lot of men, uh, older men my kind of age, learned how to power nap because they went to the army. So they had to because if they didn't yeah. power nap, they didn't, they didn't actually manage to get through the day because they were constantly sleep deprived. But a power napping as well is not, is not normal. I mean, when we say normal, I mean, I don't mean to say it's abnormal, but it's not the usual. I mean, not everybody can power nap. When I when I mm. used to do talks to, you know, big, big bigger audiences and I would ask how many of you can power map, maybe ten percent of the pop of oh, right. would say, Yeah, I can power map. Interesting. So again, ch- differences in normal. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like anyone who power maps thinks it's normal to power map. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't power map goes, oh, that's not normal. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: You don't do that. Just know your body, I suppose, so that eight hours is some sort of average, but it just doesn't work for everybody.
1: Well, know yeah. your body and take the amount of sleep that you need. I mean, don't sit there and go, I'm sure I can manage with less sleep if you know that you can't.
0: Yeah, yeah. What are the dangers if you of not getting enough sleep if you are sleep-deprived?
1: Well, if you're sleep-deprived for kind of a longish term, and we're talking, you know, weeks to months, there are there are significant consequences. So... For example, we know that your immune function is compromised, you're more likely to catch a cold. You, for example, there's some data to show that if you're sleep deprived, then get a vaccination, you, you get less antibodies um, from that vaccination. So there's a dulling of the immune response to a vaccination, for example. Very long-term, and this is particularly in long-term shift workers, there's an increased risk of heart disease, there's an increased risk of diabetes, increased risk of depression, anxiety, um, all the bad things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, no, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it's not a good thing to do, you know, um, consistently long-term to be sleep-deprived.
0: Yeah, just get and a good night's sleep.
1: Is, yeah, catching up is fine because then you do catch up, but you do have to usually schedule that catch-up. It's not something that comes accidentally.
0: Yeah, sure, it's so interesting. Restonic Sleep Specialist, Dr. Alison Bentley. Thank you so much for coming up to 702. What a fantastic a chat, really enjoyed it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> it's pleasure. Have a
0: good day. You too. Bye. bye. Dr. Alison Bentley. Get a good night's sleep. We have to do it. But I suppose she's right. It's just what type of sleep do you get? Do you get that eight hours? Do you chop it up? What type of a sleeper are you? The main thing is you do need to get a good night's sleep. You do need to get some sleep as well. It's just gone 6.32. EWN. And he's not sleeping.